Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... May 27th, in the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest, I mean the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. As you know, we reject revolution. That's right. Don't forget it. We're also convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. You got that? Good. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. We are live every morning. Wake up to news the networks refuse to use. Best of all, we're live six days a week, Monday through Saturday. On the Sabbath, we do what the good Lord asks us to do, and we take a rest. If you want to donate to the broadcast, every penny will make a big difference. We need a million listeners to put in a dollar a day, and we can take on the mainstream press like you've never seen before. Our website's libertyroundtable.com. That's the website for this radio broadcast, this radio talk show. We are syndicated by LovingLiberty.net, the Loving Liberty Radio Network. And that network not only has Liberty Roundtable Live, but a bunch of other incredible talk shows. Check them all out at LovingLiberty.net. And on that website, you can download the live and on-demand radio apps for Android and iPhone. Incredible stuff. Live radio around the clock. Also archived broadcasts on demand. So you can listen to this show live if you've got time in the mornings. But if you don't, you can just download the um, app and listen anytime your little heart desires. How do you like that? That's why we need your funding to grow our presence, to improve our apps. You can not only uh, listen to live and on-demand radio free via the phone apps or the website or other streaming services. Uh, but you can also, ladies and gentlemen, check out the Twitter feed. Keep an eye on some of the news stories we're following on Twitter and more. All via the phone app. Donate today, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, and spread the word, would you please. All right, without further ado, a recap of yesterday's broadcast shall commence now. Poll, 25% in the U.S. say that the, new, the true president is still Donald Trump. I kid you not, that's according to a Reuters slash Ipsos poll that was released usa today with the article they say not only does 25 percent of americans believe that donald trump is still the president 53 percent of republicans say trump is still the true president now you got to get a load of that and you say well why would people think that folks it isn't true you know weren't you there for the inauguration i understand all that ladies and gentlemen all i'm telling you is people believe that there was vote fraud there was a vote scam that went on and i'm convinced that it's true as well and i'm not even a republican well sam if you're not a republican what the heck I, i'm just a god-fearing american what are you there now um i don't really go republican democrat left right blue red stuff i just look at a candidate and say do they 
keep their oath of office? Do I have a track record of them having fidelity to the supreme law of our land? And if they do, then they're a friend of mine and I would vote for them. And if they don't, then I simply agree to disagree and would say, you're not one to serve me. That's all. No hostility, no hatred. Maybe you can go educate yourself and come on back when you're ready to have fidelity to the supreme law. Okay, there are checks and balances that you must adhere to if you're going to represent me. It's that simple. And furthermore, I'm looking for good, honest, wise servants of the republic. I don't want career politicians. I want you to get there, do your job to try to solve whatever is your hot button or whatever reason that you feel like you want to take a stint and serve. And then I want you to get the heck out so somebody else can do the same. I'm not interested in career politicians. So to me, it's about protecting life, liberty, and property. It's about promoting God, family, and country. It's about getting in, doing the job, and letting someone else take a turn. Uh, And it's about saying, listen, I'm here for a purpose. That is to carry out my oath of office. That's the kind of people that I want to advocate for. Um, The headline says, because you aren't stupid, our founding fathers would be the first to revolt against the Biden-Harris regime. I picked apart that headline. I chopped it into three parts and showed you how they manipulate people with those kind of headlines. They're dishonest and immoral. Okay, I'm not stupid, first of all, and don't assert that the only way I can not be stupid is to agree with you. Right? Since you're not stupid. Everybody knows. These kind of manipulative phrases are dishonest. Um, A lot of people fall for them. I don't. I am not stupid, and that's why I'm convinced the Founding Fathers would not be the first to revolt. They would not. Go look at the history, and you'll find out absolutely different reality. Therefore, I'm intelligent, and I'm telling you, they'd be the last to revolt. When we say against the Biden-Harris administration, we don't need to revolt. We just simply need to impeach them and or replace them, depending on the need. There are constitutional remedies, is the point. And we ought to use those constitutional remedies and those checks and balances to insist on constitutional limited government. After all, we have a constitutional democratic republic, right? Understand that. Defend that all the day long, would you please? Can you trust the CDC regarding pregnancy? Women across America now feel like the answer is clearly a resounding no. Women across America now are forming Facebook groups and other chat groups, and they're sharing how their own bodies are reacting to COVID-19 vaccines. And it ain't pretty, folks. It's not pretty at all. So beware of that. We also talked about Christians in defense of Israel. And I mentioned my personal view on the topic and that is this i understand the biblical israel right and i and i defend the biblical israel i i defend god's inheritance of lands god giving lands to certain groups uh and restoring people to their inherited lands etc i i accept the biblical general understanding of that no doubt but i don't back governments like Israel or the United States or any other government when they have gone rogue. And I believe Israel and the United States and many other governments right now are really controlled by communist interests, by nefarious swamp monsters or individuals, groups, whatever you want to say, and they are calling the shots to a great degree. All right, since Biden and Harris have been in place over the last four months, it has been disaster. 
so many constitutional provisions have been violated and so many, in my opinion, right-thinking topics have been upended and manipulated. Just take pro-life, for example. They're doubling down on pro-death at the federal level right now. The states are doing a good job defending truth, and I hope the court defends that as well. Time will tell. We need to rein in pro-death bureaucrats, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, um, all I'm telling you is that I don't defend uh, the general Israel as it currently stands. Remember, Israel is the country that assaulted the USS Liberty. By the way, the anniversary of that's coming up. We'll have some guests on to talk about that uh, and to highlight that. Remember, false flags do happen in government, ladies and gentlemen. It is not deniable. And we've gotten to the bottom of some of the USS Liberty, but not all of it, meaning that in the radio uh, blogosphere or whatever else, we've talked to survivors of it. We've really drilled in and got to a lot of the facts. But the mainstream press and the government and the Wikipedia pages and all over the place, the narrative is still manipulated on that. Israel was flat out the enemy, criminal enemy. And so I don't back that kind of government dishonesty no matter where it comes from. See, we need to learn to understand principle and make popular that which is good and honorable and right and reject. I say reject that which is false, fake news. We need to make it unpopular. That's what we, the people, need to do. And that's a recap of yesterday's award-winning broadcast, still available at LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net via the websites, via podcast, via the live and on-demand phone apps, and more. News the networks refuse to use today starts now. Facebook and Instagram are now giving you the option to hide likes. That's right. So, you know, the like thing was kind of interesting because I always kind of thought, you know, if you have a like button, should you have a dislike button? Or if you have a like button, uh, should you have a love button and a dislike and a hate button? And you get four choices. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of a weird topic. You can like something or say nothing, I guess. Remain silent or like something. But now you have the option to hide the likes. So if I like something and then the author of that hides my likes... <clears throat> You know, you kind of got to ask the question, how does that change the, the landscape? If a million people like something, but the likes are hidden, and you can't see that anybody likes it at all. What happens? So Facebook and Instagram, in my opinion, are kind of crossing a very interesting manipulative line. And I'll tell you why. Um, it all depends on the reasons that somebody hides the likes. And if right now they're letting you hide the likes... How long will it be till there'll be manipulated likes? Eh? Let's say that I decide I want one article to have likes and another article not to have likes. But then one article's favorable to something and one article's against something. And uh, because I hid the likes on one and then they manipulate the likes on the other, you can develop a very interesting landscape making the American people or people around the world using Facebook and Instagram to believe something or understand something completely out of context by its lack of likability, if you will, or overstated likability. Very interesting manipulative technology coming to the table right before your very eyes. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Have we realized the assault against our lives? our liberties, our faith. To defeat this assault, Christians 
and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com on your radio. Welcome, my friend. Hey, thank you much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Thank you so much. Gold sitting where, my friend? Um, 1,898.3. 1, 1,898.03? Uh, 30. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's a a bit up, almost 1900 bucks, right? 1898.30. Yeah. yeah, we pushed over 1900 uh and then we're yeah, dipped back a bit, but yeah. All Good right. Here. Good news, silver. Uh 2782. Uh all right. 2782. How much are those silver eagle silver dollars looking right now? Uh they're sitting about 43 bucks. Whoa, hold on a minute. Silver only went up like a dollar or two since we last talked a couple weeks ago, uh, at least on the spot price. And you're telling me it's gone up like five bucks or something like that on the other? <laughs> yeah, the, the demand heck's going is there. On? Yeah, you got, you got a good demand pushing that uh, metal. And they're coming out with kind of a new variety of a different reverse, the backside. Uh, and so... Yeah, hold on, slow down, that's... slow down. So when you say the rebirth, the backside, what you're saying is they've updated the look and feel of the 2021 Silver Eagles Silver Dollar? Yeah, they haven't come out yet, but they uh, should be, I think, well, delivery might be more July, end of July, August type thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Are they awesome? Are they neat? Uh, yeah, they got, they got a pretty nice looking back. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good look, I think. All right. 
Do you think that's why people are, are, are getting all over them, or do you think it's just naturally they want the silver? Well, I think both sides. I think uh, some people like that, you know, a, a new a new product coming out uh, this year being a smaller mintage, per se. I mean, they, you know, if, they, if they're only producing for half the year one type and then half the year for the other type, plus all that w- that's been going on as far as some of the mints shutting down, that mintage for most uh, invet- uh, collectors, I guess, would be the, the mintage and condition kind of drives all collecting base. So it's you know, low mintage and so on. So that that would be a, a bright spot for somebody that, that looking to invest and think, well, this lower mintage might be a better piece and, and that might have more of a potential, even higher than maybe just investing as a, as a metal. Wow. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we got to hear where rhodium is. Is it rocking and rolling? Rhodium's down a a bit. We're sitting at 18,500. Oh, what did it go up to there for a while? It was, that was pushing 28, 28, 28.5. Kurt just went broke, didn't he? (laughs) Well, actually, if you, if you base it on a few years ago, I mean, uh, I was selling what? I had some rhodium bars there at $2,500 and it went to 28,000. That, that's a pretty Ooh, uh, so even eighteen five still pretty high uh, uh, based on that. Amen to uh, that. Well, you yeah. sure hope Kurt Crosby let some rhodium fly at the height of the <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right roller coaster there, my friend. That's right. Put a little more honey. Wow. Uh, you know, take some of that money and put some, put it into honey. I heard that. Wow, that's just crazy town. I don't. I don't really know how to even respond almost to those numbers of, of things relating to metals, though. It just seems so intense. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> well, it's, there again, you know, we, we're, looking, we're looking more on a, a paper product type spot. You know, that's, that's the exchange type uh, market. Uh, you know, and then your, your supply demand realistically is, is, is what, where it should be, and that's why we're seeing Silver Eagles over $40 and, and gold, most most of the gold that I you know that I'm selling's running, you know, a hundred dollars over this price and and up from there. And so it's yes, sir. Uh, so what's yeah. the ratio of gold and silver? Because it, it's been quite out of whack too, and it seems like it's even getting more so. Well, I don't. I think it's it's not as high as it, it was. I mean, right now, okay. what is that? It's if you're eighteen. Let's see, eighteen. 19, All right. Equals so you're you're about sixty eight, uh, just over. Okay, and it got up to ninety and almost a hundred there for a bit, right? Yeah, it was over a hundred. Yeah, it, it was over a hundred. So it's it's come back down a little bit. They're trying to you know pull those metals a little closer together, but it's yeah. I mean the uh, the war or the rage goes on. I mean the paper continues to do its thing. The 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 big investors on paper, you know, continue to pay their fines for illegal. Uh, trading i think they're now even pushing closer to a billion dollars in fines um, yeah spoofing hey, fines making, right yeah if you're making if you're making five billion or so plus the, the, you know i guess it, a billion dollars sounds like a lot but if you're making five billion and you're fine okay i still got four billion profit that's that's pretty good uh, day's work yeah i, mean. I want to just stay in the middle in the millions so they don't you know worry about me yeah you know what i mean yeah there you go yeah uh, all right like very it. interesting it should be 15 20 to 1 though right just so people understand the appropriate yeah, I, ratios. I, yeah, I, I think if we were around the thirty-five to one, uh, I think that's kind of a we got to an established point there at one time. But yeah, 
that I think was pretty good. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there's an interesting article that I want to brief Brian on and get his take. This is fascinating. I've been telling you forever from the very start, ladies and gentlemen, don't dip your toe in the crypto. And people kind of laughed at that phrase and everything else, and I agree it's kind of a little comedy there. At the same time, it's deadly serious. Here's the headline. Scammers take a shine to digital currency. Susan Tomper writes the piece, and it says this, Brian. Mix two hot trending names, cryptocurrency, and Elon Musk. Well, you've got a recipe for ripping people off. During the past six months, consumers reported losing more than $2 million in cryptocurrency to celebrity impersonators, according to the Federal Trade Commission. Face it, Las Vegas wouldn't be Vegas without Elvis impersonators, the article says. And scams often aren't the same without impersonating some celebrity, in this case, CEO Elon Musk. As the Bitcoin buzzes the building, scammers have been angling with bogus investments, pretending to be someone else, duping consumers in record numbers. Some victims, according to the FTC, also reported losing money to scammers posing as, quote, Coinbase, a well-known cryptocurrency exchange. A Troy, Michigan resident told police in March that they were contacted by a website saying, hey, we want you to convert somebody to crypto coin. You'll make a bunch of money. It got scammed. The victim gave the site a copy of her driver's license, but not her banking information. Chase Bank later contacted her and said, hey, <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars are being transferred from your savings to your checking. One day, four grand was moved. The next day, they transferred $77,000. Then they worked on transferring. They tried to make 50 wire transfers of $1,000 each, hoping to nab 50 grand total. Of course, the bank stopped all the wire transfers, changed all the bank account numbers, saved her bacon. But consumers need to be aware. The scammers have access to all sorts of information that's already out there. And if they can get a little piece here, a little piece there, pretty soon they create this dossier that gives them tremendous authority over your finances. A scammer, for example, could have cobbled together information uh, bought on the dark web due to a security breach, social media, uh, etc. Passwords can be stolen and data breaches. If you use the same passwords other places, they can just rifle through the next, the next, the next website to get more little teeny tidbits that they cobble together. Criminals work quickly, they say. According to banking industry experts, 40% of fraudulent activity associated with hacking a bank account takes place in a single day. It's recommended that you contact the bank right away if you see or think of any problems. Nearly 7,000 people across the country reported losing more than $80 million dollars on all sorts of cryptocurrency-related scams. Uh, anyway, it goes on and on and on, this article. Then the younger people mock the old people and say, ha, we wouldn't fall for that crap. Well, it turns out young people get scammed more than older people even. Why? Because they have a need to make money and a need to prove themselves, and that desperation helps those scammers who take a shine to this stuff exploit them. All right? Let's see. Some victims ended up being tempted by 
so-called giveaway scams or somehow a celebrity like Elon Musk or somebody would offer you more money if you just put in a little bit. Some saw videos where others are using these celebrities to make you believe it's really them. Anyway, they say these scams are even bigger uh, scams because it's harder to trace this stuff than even gift cards. Anyway, it goes on. I want to get Brian's response right after the pause. You are listening to Brian Rust. RustCoinandGift.com with your honest money report with Sam Bushman on Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden ordered aides to find answers to the origins of the virus that caused COVID-19, saying on Wednesday that U.S. intelligence agencies are including the possibility of a laboratory leak in China. The Biden administration on Wednesday defended in U.S. District Court for Alaska a massive ConocoPhillips oil and gas project approved during the Trump administration. President Biden's shift from fossil fuels started on day one of his term, but this project is near and dear to Senator Lisa Murkowski, the Republican from Alaska. Facebook posts claiming that COVID-19 was man-made will no longer be removed by the social media giant. Wednesday's announcement reflects a change on the origins of the pandemic in recent days. The Wall Street Journal reported that three researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were hospitalized in November 2019 after falling ill with COVID-like symptoms, well before China announced the outbreak. USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has concluded his two-day Mideast tour in an effort to shore up the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas and Gaza. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. Arman was the last stop for the secretary, where he met with King Abdullah II, thanking the Jordanian monarch for his role that led to an end of the 11-day bloody conflict. Mr. Blinken said the countries in the region must work together if there is to be lasting peace. If we want to avoid a return uh, to the harrowing violence of recent weeks, the countries of this region need to help and support uh, one another. While in the region, Mr. Blinken also met with the Israeli Prime Minister, assuring Mr. Netanyahu that Jerusalem had a right to defend itself and the Hamas rulers in Gaza would not benefit from any reconstruction effort put forth by the international community. The ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is being implemented by two Egyptian delegations, one in Israel and one in the Palestinian territories. USA Radio News.
Scammers take a shine to digital currency. Susan Tomper with the report. I've been warning people forever not to dip their toe in the crypto. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com with me. Well known coin dealer, coin expert, if you will, to keep you out of trouble and make sure you get real possession of your assets, if you will. Uh, Brian, I've been telling people not to dip their toe in the crypto, man. These folks are diving in head first, buddy, and getting tweaked. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's uh, that's what scares me about the digital age in the sense that, you know, physical, I have it right in my hand. I can barter with it. I can, you know, it has real value. I, I just worry about, you know, if, if they can scam these, you know, you know, through technical devices or so on, you one minute you got money in your account, the next you don't, and you're scrambling trying to save your money. I just, I just the push of a button can move it here or there and wherever, and I, I just don't like that, uh, like where we're headed. So it's just too much more control to someone that they don't seem they can ever really stop these uh, scammers, and that's the thing that's scary too. I mean, they want us to, they want to take care of us in all aspects, but man, they don't seem to ever control the, the people that want to do us harm. They just let that keep going. So I don't know. That's that's. I think we need real money. Hey, man, we need real money. We need to return to constitutional currency, gold and silver. But interestingly enough, the federal government, uh, the U.S. government is calling for stricter cryptocurrency compliance. That's on one hand, which concerns me, CNBC with that piece. But the U.S. government is also trying to do a report on possibly having their own cryptocurrency. Brian, they want their own oh. virtual currencies. That that that's the new the new money coming out, huh? That's the new. Uh, it's the what do you call it? What is it? The, <laughs> the Fed's the Fed's Bitcoin or something? Or yeah, that's what they're seriously talking about. Um, I joke not, ladies and gentlemen. For example, the headline: Treasury crypto news is the topic. What to know about Biden's crypto? Um, I don't know really how to respond to that, Brian. They Biden say the Treasury crypto. Department is reporting that the proposal includes a requirement for business crypto transactions in excess of ten grand to be reported to the IRS. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so they're taking control, buddy. Is it? Is this going to be? Is this the? Is this? The Biden crypt. I mean, it's kind of they put his name on it, capital letters, kind of thing. It's uh, he, he's saving the country, and that's well, that'll be debated on how that goes down. Right now, they're kind of saying, "Hey, we got to make sure that we keep an eye on this crypto better." That's one side of the discussion. So we'll keep an eye on and regulate and have greater controls on the current cryptos that are out there. The second idea mm -hmm. is we need uh, our own crypto. So, right. so when they can push down the one, they can bring up the other? Is that? I, I'm guessing yes, them? because here's what the next headline says. You ready? Yeah. Bitcoin will soon compete with the U.S. digital dollar. The heck does that mean? That Biden's got something already yeah. out there, huh? It's, yeah, it's, Biden it's coin uh, you know, is going to be uh, front and center. I don't know what it all means, and I don't mean to be vague here, folks, but I don't think we know 
at this point. Yeah. But when they say Bitcoin will soon compete with the U.S. digital dollar, well, I'm kind of stupid, but that must mean that we'll have a digital dollar for Bitcoin to compete against, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, does that mean that, you know, and, and we, I've, I've kind of thought, well, okay, we're pumping this fiat currency like mad greater than we ever have ever in our country. And does that mean at some point there's a devaluation? And usually through a devaluation, you lose percentages of your your uh, value. So let's say 30, 40% of your, your uh, net worth just dropped because of the devaluation rate. And that's a possibly, is that maybe going forward here, maybe they have a digital instead of coming out with a new currency and backed by this, they're just going to say, well, our new, our new currency is a digital currency and you, we're going to convert whatever uh, – fiat currency into this and it'll save us maybe maybe that's their plan i don't i don't know i think you're right and here's the catalyst for the move you ready no more dirty money brian yeah already shoppers and businesses are shunning they say physical cash people don't want to handle banknotes and coins that may have been come in contact with somebody else that might have the cocoa some businesses are refusing cash payments due to the fear of the virus the Fed, America's, quote, central bank, criminal as all get out, I might personally add, began quarantining U.S. dollar bills returning from Europe and Asia. They took the cash out of circulation for up to 10 days to ensure that the cash wasn't spreading COVID-19. This has all been a boon for person-to-person payments via digital transfers. So they talk about cash apps, Square, credit cards, Venmo. This makes perfect sense, they say. App-based payments cut out the middleman. Square's app allows you to send money to people directly by simply hitting a button on your smartphone. Cash app makes money spending as simple as the press of a button. Anyway, people are starting to deposit their checks straight into these payment apps rather than checking accounts. If you can save and invest and buy stuff, Directly through the Cash app. What's the point of having a bank, they say? You can even buy stocks through the Cash app. But it won't just be how we spend money that'll change. Money as we know it is about to undergo a major transition. Here comes the U.S. digital dollar, Brian. Believe it or not, buried in an early draft of the stimulus bills was an outline of a digital dollar proposal that got rejected but they're coming back for round two, my friend. Brian? Yeah, there, here's the bit, uh, the Biden crypto. You know, it's it's interesting to see this. I've been seeing a lot of this kind of thing, you know, you know, kind of coming about because they, you know, they, a cashless, they want us a cashless society. And, and, and uh, you know, when you talk about fear, you know, the fear of the, is the fact of, of one minute you have your, you know, that's Satan's plan. Satan's plan is all about fear. Well, one minute you have money in your bank, the next you don't, and maybe you're under investigation because you didn't do, you know, you didn't do this, or we think you might be doing that. And and, and that's that's the fear of, uh, you know, people that, you know, one minute you have it and you don't. I mean, now I've got to go prove the fact I had money in money somewhere, you know, and that's that's the kind of thing that, you know, where that scares you, I think, is, is the fear. Now, if you have if you have real money, if you've got something that you can barter with, as we bartered with since early of time, you know, that we could, we can, that has value that you can trade for this, that, and the other. 
it gives you peace of mind. Well, I think they're trying to take peace of mind away, and that's Satan's plan. So, yeah, not one more step, I guess. Here comes the U.S. digital dollar. Now, listen carefully to what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. Last November, the Fed wrote an open letter to policymakers. Chairman Jerome Powell at the time said the central bank was analyzing the costs and benefits of pursuing a digital currency in the U.S. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. It's I think we're headed that way. That's at least their their agenda. Anyway, very very interesting. Um, I don't even know how to respond to this really. Um, because it's just so crazy. Uh, many of people are talking about an, an ultimate reset, Brian. Right. A jubilee, if you will. A global reset. You got to kind of wonder this digital dollar. What will it be, and will it be backed by oil like the U.S. dollar? Will it be, um, you know, petro currency or petro whatever dollar or whatever? Or will it be backed by something else? Or will it be backed by nothing? Or will it be in conjunction with other nations? You got to really ask some hard questions, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. I think you're you're hitting it on, on the head there. Uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. All, all I know is if, if it's if we're digital, if we're digital uh, in this sense, I mean, there's just so much vulnerability because of of a button here and a button there, and they don't like this and they don't like this, so they change it. They can, you know, and 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 we, if we're thriving based on some our income because it can pay bills and so on, well. That's the scare. One minute you have it, the next you don't because they say you don't. And and, and that's, you know, we, we now we're, our hands are tied. Is that kind of the society we're going into? I pray not. But the evidence says yes, Brian. Yeah. All right, hang tight. I got a there couple other things it. to bounce off Brian Rust, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about money on your radio. How do you define money, huh? The Founding Fathers defined that as honest weights and measures known as gold and silver with intrinsic value. Modern day tends to jettison that stability reality. Hang tight. Brian Rust, RustQuentinGift.com. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom, and it's raining. Which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left, and I was so mad. I got out, and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money. And then I dropped it in the water, and I was late for history. And so at lunchtime, I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which, of course, our library didn't have. So I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom, and she found something on the Internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me, and that's a whole nother story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not gonna go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless Dustin asked me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Brian Rust, on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I strongly advise people to get out of cryptos, man. I know you believe that you're getting rich. I know you believe that it's going to go well, but I believe it'll be short-lived, and I believe if everyone does well in cryptocurrency, the government will regulate it, strangle, strangle it, and control it. And I'm telling you that, you know what, people give up too much information. All right? You got to be very, very, very careful about the scams that are out there. And um, a lot of people believe, oh, man, this is just, I'm just going to make my, it's like the gold rush of modern era, fake news style, Brian. Yeah, it's the get-rich-quick schemes, huh? <clears throat> yeah, they've been around forever, haven't they? They have. <laughs> And they only really reward the few. I mean, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes there's a example where it's like, man, that sure went right for me. But it's rare and fleeting no matter what, isn't it? Yeah, you, you, you think if you're okay, if you've got the inside trading uh, position, then, then you, you apparently can make trillions and billions. Seems like our, you know, our Congress and and uh, government there, they, they have uh, free reign to inside training trading uh as you know if we were to do it we go to jail i think martha stewart didn't she go to jail for inside insider trading but uh, yes sir but i think the government has a free range so i guess those are the, the rich keep getting richer as as uh, the evil ways uh, continue to plague out in our society amen to that i got good news for you though brian the kelly clarkson show will replace ellen degeneres uh, and the Ellen show on NBC's midday slot now. So, you know, Ellen's out. Kelly's in, buddy. Oh, wow. Hey, there you go. I better tune up my guitar, see if I can't get on. Yeah, man. Could you imagine Brian Rust? <laughs> He'd be singing about yeah. gold and silver mining, wouldn't you, sir? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, my my guitar, though, is gold. It's, it's uh, maybe painted gold, but it hey, it it carries. Oh, it's nice, not uh, it's not the uh, golden fiddle laid at Johnny's feet kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's right. Hey, that's that, there you hey, go. Hey man, that's my good. name's Brian, and I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> take possessions of your medals, otherwise that's they'll right. rip you off there. <laughs> uh, that's, that's right. <laughs> hey man, Kellogg's. <laughs> Are you having giveaways? Well, yeah. If you get on the show, you know, maybe you bring a little bit of. I've got these fake gold bars. 
you know. Now they do Tungsten say copy bars. on them, but but yeah, maybe I could give some of those away. That's it's it's a look alike. It's kind of like what we're talking about. You know, it's another. What do they call that fool's gold, Brian? Yeah, fool's gold. That's right. I I've got some of that. I could dish out on the show. Darn right, you can so, yeah. you can dupe the nation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, sorry. Hey, Kellogg's <laughs> is in the news, buddy. You're going to love this story. You ready? Yeah. Kellogg spoon feeds activism what we call what they call woke cereal. Kellogg's hasn't been sugarcoating their agenda for years. They sugarcoat their cereals. You know what I'm talking about? But his uh. latest venture is called a create your own pronoun cereal. Yeah, it's for kids. It's bowling over parents. They're not very happy about this. And I guess they say boxes are for cereal, not people. The company insists about its new, together with Pride Rainbow Edition. Oh. That donates from every box to an extreme gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer group, GLAD, who's out to confuse your children. They're pandering to the very left, and it's serious business indeed. A woke cereal, Brian. Well, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? What's their, what was their... Uh... Saying two scoops is that kind of what they're thinking is trying to yeah two scoops of Kellogg's yeah, raisin bran right yeah so they're kind of pushing their agenda now see that's the problem is they you know these big companies they they want to jump on board and and push this agenda help that yeah yeah it's it's okay it's crazy in my opinion I mean I don't even know how to respond to this thing yeah all right it's latest effort. Create your own pronoun cereal. So what would be the pronoun for you, Brian? Honest money. Well, we're going to call you the honest money man? Yeah. You get that box of cereal. Mine's going to be honest money. It's not going to be a rainbow. It's going to be gold colored and some silver color. What and color is rhodium? Man? You, you got to have rhodium in there, buddy. Yeah, it's kind of a a bronze, kind of a bronze color. You know how everybody that seeks for the marshmallows in, in uh, Marshmallow Mateys or whatever yeah, that's called? The marshmallows. That's right. Okay, you're going to have little specks of rhodium in your gold and silver <laughs> yeah, cereal, buddy. That's right. Little teeny go. specks little of rhodium of... just to tease the metal of it. Yeah, that's right. If you collect enough of it out, if you can kind of, you know, you know, and it, and it tastes so good that you, you'd want to eat it. But if you collect it out, so it kind of grows. You have a you, nice little chunk at the end. Pretty soon you have a rhodium ball as big as your fist and you're like a billionaire. That's right. (laughs) All I know is I look at this and what is going on in our society when they literally take cereal to your children. Yeah. And they're spoon-feeding activists' woke agenda by promoting gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender and partnering by sending money. To unsus- from unsuspecting families to this agenda, Brian. I mean, this is getting more sinister and in your face by the day. No doubt about it. And that's that's the thing. That's that you know the these groups. They you know they get it out there. And, and yeah, no, that's exactly right. But that's Satan's plan. So I guess you know we should probably say, okay, well, if, 
uh, you know, the, the the war is on, and and here's Satan's agenda, and he'll keep pushing it. So little by little, slowly lead us down to hell or something to that effect. I think if we don't watch out. All right, I don't know. I understand how to um, work on this next piece, but I'll just let it rip how it is. Um, this story is by Tony Perkins as well, and here's the headline: The United States of America is embracing and exporting critical race theory while the individual states of America are doing just the opposite. The Biden State Department recently encouraged American embassies around the world to fly the Black Lives Matter flag on the external facing flagpoles Wow. Yeah, you read that right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and here's the problem. So while Biden's doing that, while Biden's doing that, I guess, the new sales pitch of America's top diplomats is we hit our country and everything it stands for, you should too, kind of an idea, Brian. Wow. I don't understand how to respond to this from our government where they've sworn an oath to uphold the supreme law of our land. Yeah, we've you know just turned it upside. Yeah, I mean, they're just turning it upside down. It's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, you know, this agenda that they're really pushing. I mean, you know, not a good agenda, and it's never proven to be a good agenda, and yet they keep pushing it like it's oh, this is the way we need to go. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, and showing the world. I mean, it's it's yeah. Well, I don't I don't know how to respond either. Um, the Biden State Department recently encouraged American embassies around the world to fly the BLM flag on the external facing uh, flagpole. Now, I don't know even how to respond to this because how would a Black Lives Matter group get so ingrained internal to your government the Black Lives Matter group on their webpage says their goal is to destroy nations and to destroy families, Brian. Yeah. See, that's that's that it, it's it's everything smells of this just just totally wrong. I mean, what what we're trying to accomplish? I mean, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous that that we would do that. Our American flag. I mean, they're trampling on it. What I would suggest is we we sit down with our those that went out and put their lives on the line and lost brothers in and sisters in the war efforts. Uh, let's let's hear what they have to say about replacing our flag with this Black Lives Matter flag. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Amen to that, right Brian. There. Now, believe it or not, um, you know a lot of people believe that pledging allegiance to the flag is bogus, Brian. And I'm going to have a debate right. tomorrow on the radio first hour with Chris Carlson. And he's going to tell you why he believes Pledge Allegiance to the Flag is bogus. And I'm going to defend why I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. I think that's awesome. We need we need more of it. You know, I, I have these uh, military guys that come in and they just, you know, they try to, to talk to some of these individuals who are pushing this agenda and so on. And they have no answer for the military. Either. What are they going to say? You know, I lost my best friend. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't have went to war we protest okay yeah that's right but you have freedoms as a result of you know that's what they say we've we've 
built these freedoms and you're tearing it down and, and man they're they're disgusted these military individuals are just disgusted you know i didn't serve but my dad was in the korean war and i had uh, uncles and others who lost their lives and so yeah i mean it's this is this is just wrong all right well let me kind of lay it out this way you know when people say well pledging allegiance to the flag is bogus um because hey we don't pledge allegiance to a flag we pledge allegiance to god to family to principles Amen. not to a piece of cloth not to a piece of paper but i argue differently on that i agree with the point being made there but I think what we do oftentimes is we uh, put together something that symbolizes something else. Uh, God is very well known for his symbolism. And I agree we don't pledge allegiance to a piece of paper or a piece of material. We do pledge allegiance to the fundamental principles that are at stake, either to embrace and create liberty or to turn our backs on and tyranny will fill the vacuum. And so even though we don't pledge allegiance to that cloth or to that paper, I get it and agree. What are we pledging allegiance to when we pledge to the flag? The flag being the symbol. We're all into symbolism. But what is behind that symbolism ought to be the discussion. Is it the blood, sweat, tears, the fortunes, and the sacred honor of those who have gone before us in our incredible American heritage? And if it is... Why can't we wrap it up in a symbolic something that you can see and feel and touch and handle with reverence? Just as my wedding ring on my finger is a symbol of my marriage, um, if I say I pledge allegiance to the wedding ring, I'm not pledging allegiance to the ring. I'm pledging allegiance to what the ring stands for. Anyway, we're going to have an incredible breakdown. Um, no holds bar debate on this tomorrow, Brian. Hey, well said, Sam. You've done, you absolutely hit it on the nail. I, I love it. Go get them. My friend, we sure appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Brian Rust, everybody. Rustcoinandgift.com. You've got a friend in the honest money business. How's that? Thanks, Brian. All right, there he fly. He took off already, man. He's got. He's a busy man with things to do, but he'll take care of you. Get a hold of Rustcoinandgift.com. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor you've got an honest man in the honest coin honest money business rust i am sam bushman that's hour one in the can hour two coming up pete set with me national taxpayers union ntu.org god save the republic of the united states of america Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast from May 27th. In, your, in the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property. And to promote God, family, and country. On your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we're convinced the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America is the rule of law and does matter. And is the supreme law of our land. 
We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. Let's use them. Let's educate to them. And let's have that be the restoration message. We stand for peaceful restoration. We stand against revolution. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. And this hour, Pete Sepp, president of the National Taxpayers Union, one of the greatest partner groups in America, been at it for a long time. We've been working together for 25 years, about, almost, uh, because it's the 25th year anniversary of Liberty Roundtable Live talk show this year, and we're going to be celebrating all year. Pete Sepp's been involved almost that whole time. Pete, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Great to be here, as always. Can you believe that? We've been on the air with this radio program for 25 years. Yeah, utterly incredible. I remember some of the times we sponsored a radio row at our National Taxpayers Conference. You guys were there uh, in force, almost every one of them, interviewing guests. And uh, you were the most energetic interviewer we had on that entire row. Everybody was waiting in line (laughs) to do a segment with you. Well, thank you, sir. By the way, are you guys going to do one of those again? I think now that we're coming out of the coronavirus, we ought to do one of those, man. Yeah, I think we have an opportunity here. There's a whole lot happening, actually, at the state and local level. For example, a spending limitation measure that voters approved in California about 40 years ago has finally been triggered, and spending reductions in California's budget, thanks to this thing called the GAN Amendment may soon take place. I mean, these are just one of the events that are going on around the country that have been essentially set into motion by taxpayer activists at the state and local level saying, well, sure, it's tough to fight here in Washington, D.C., but there are things I can do right in my own backyard to make taxpayers' lives easier and make government more accountable. And these are the folks that have done it year after year, decade after decade. Now, I want to talk about this because you just, pardon the pun, triggered. You just triggered me for something that we need to discuss and highlight in detail. Press rewind for a minute. You're telling me that good people who want to stop out-of-control belligerent spending got together 40, you heard me, four zero years ago, and they put some things in place that then come back 40 years later and call a halt to just belligerent con game spending? Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, brief us on this, because this is where patriots oftentimes, if they don't see it in a short window, like a 30-minute TV show, they feel like we've failed, right? That's a lie. That isn't true. And this proves the point, Pete. Yeah, it absolutely does. See, way, way back, uh, this was 1987, uh, (laughs) believe it or not. Um, And and in fact, it it had its origination uh, in a a campaign launched by Paul Gann. He was the fellow who teamed up first with Howard Jarvis way back in 1978 to pass the famous Proposition 13. That limited property tax growth in California required voter approval for most forms of higher taxes. Well, a year later, Paul Gann struck out 
uh, and on his own and decided to pass a spending limitation measure. And what this essentially does is um, set a limit not only annually on the growth of spending, but it also created a formula whereby once a lid for California spending growth gets hit, taxpayers need to be refunded the excess. And the limit was never triggered since the passage of this amendment some 40 years ago until now. The 2021-2022 budget cycle is going to be impacted by this limit. California policymakers, many of them very, very liberal Democrats and, well, some Republicans, frankly, are scratching their heads saying, gee, what is this? The voters from the past are are making us limit our spending now? Uh, Yeah, they sure are. And this was a limit that uh, many thought, well, it's drafted by amateurs, citizens. Uh, It's never going to mean anything. Well, now it has big meaning at a time when California needs it most. This may be California's last shot at getting its finances under control uh, to the point where they don't damage their economy irreparably. So not only is it 40 years in the making, proving that our work oftentimes is kind of like um, planting seeds, uh, and we got to wait for the harvest to come sometimes. This has been particularly long uh, in its, um, I don't know what you'd say, uh, in its growth cycle, if you will. But the good news is, is it provides serious alarm bells, uh, I would say just in time or at the perfect right time. I mean, we should have been having alarm bells go off a long time ago, but California and other states that have been spending into oblivion are on a meltdown precipice right now. And this provides an opportunity to to rein that in, to change direction, and to do so before it may be too late, Pete. Yeah, exactly. And the beauty of the GAN limit, of course, is that it takes effect at precisely the right time for taxpayers. You know, the GAN limit essentially says that the state's appropriated spending, not all spending, but appropriated spending, was limited to where it was in 1978-79 with a factor for inflation and population growth year after year. Well, the limit was never exceeded until this current budget cycle. And why? Because California has gigantic revenue growth and, and has had it even in the middle of the pandemic. You might remember Governor Newsom of that state was one of the loudest voices saying it's doomsday for California. Uh, we won't have enough revenues to even allow fire trucks to run and respond uh, to people's houses burning down. Actually, California finished the last budget cycle with a surplus of between 50 and $75 billion, depending on who you believe. California is raising money and taking it from taxpayers hand over fist. Now, this limit that voters passed can stop the thievery. How big of an impact will it have? And let me ask you uh, kind of this. I mean, I agree that it, that it has the opportunity codified in law, but will they just ignore the law? Will they overturn it? Will they just set it aside? Or will they really use it as intended? 
I think that there will be bad actors involved here, members of the political establishment who will say, ah, let's find a way around it. Fortunately, there is a powerful taxpayer group in place in the state of California called the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. They actually supported this GAN spending limit as well when uh, uh, through the years when it came under attack from politicians. And uh, I actually know the president of that organization, great guy named John Kupal. He's on our board of directors. And he is an attorney by trade. He has attorneys on his staff. And Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is ready to take politicians to court if they fail to obey the law. And here again, Sam, is the best part of citizen activism at the state and local level. This group has been around for a couple of decades, more than that now, actually safeguarding some of the taxpayer protection laws that have been passed in the state of California. It's a big lesson we have to learn. You can't just pass a law and walk away and trust the political establishment to abide by it. You've got to keep enforcing it and taking the bad actors to court if they need to be. And that, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. And, and that's why I'm pointing to this and asking that really um, where the rubber meets the road kind of a question, if you will, is I believe that if the bureaucrats and swamp monsters or whatever you want to call them, the bad actors, the deep statist, whatever term, um, if we allow them to reign supreme without a challenge, then you know what? They're going to ignore it. They're going to set it aside. They're going to find a way around it. However, if we, the people partnering with NTU.org uh, and other groups work together are educated and involved, and we literally threaten to sue. We literally demand accountability. We literally educate and focus on transparency. That forces accountability. And I'm convinced that if we, the people, get involved enough, they can't win. We will win. We will create accountability. But it takes partnerships. It takes a little bit of money, and it takes a lot of hard work. But it's absolutely We've proven it over and over and over again, a thousand percent doable. When we get back, we'll have Pete Sepp, president of NTU.org, respond to that. Uh, and I also want to talk to him about income taxes because didn't they delay that? It used to be April 15th, and now it's, I don't know, it's around now. you got to pay it, right? We'll talk about it on your radio. conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens can a country founded on god-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our creator as a physician i have looked into the eyes of one pound babies i have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. 
as a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, who was Paul Gann, G-A-N-N? He was a patriot that really put things in place in California to call a halt to belligerent, out-of-control spending 40 years ago. It was worked on. It now stands tall to defend we the people, the American taxpayer. And I submit to you that it's we the people that must be involved again because when we do nothing, evil prospers. When we stand up, they can never stop us, Pete. That's right. That's exactly right. And it's very easy to say, oh, where in the world do we start? How can we possibly push back? It doesn't need to be a grand, sweeping, strategic plan that will address every single issue under the sun and right every single wrong. No, you begin from where you have your knowledge base, where you have your activist base. Uh, The Proposition 13 measure, for example, in California that limited property taxes called basically the start of the modern taxpayer revolt in America, that measure failed several times at the ballot box, had to be written and rewritten, tweaked here and there, constituencies had to be organized, coalitions had to be made. It took years of patient work, but it finally succeeded. But then Howard Jarvis was an activist at the local level too, not just the state level. And that's where a lot of these measures that go statewide actually start. You you take a look at Colorado. Uh, That has one of the best taxpayer protection measures in the country, limit spending growth to inflation and population increases every year. Anything over that, taxpayers need to approve. Any new taxes, taxpayers need to approve. It basically says government will not grow faster than the people's ability to afford it unless the people say, okay, we can give you more money. That's a very powerful constitutional measure covering the state of Colorado, but it began as a local measure in Colorado Springs, the city. And so those of you out there who are saying, well, I I can't organize some statewide campaign, my answer would be don't. Start in your city. Start in your county. Chances are you've got more power to put a 
tax limitation or spending limitation measure on your local ballot than you would on your statewide ballot anyway. Well said, Pete. Great work. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about income tax for a minute with Pete. And I want to for a very important reason. Uh, Recently, uh, it used to be every April 15th was the drop dead day of taxes and everybody was in, you know, I mean, guys would go to dinner and celebrate when they got their taxes filed or whatever else. And now they've kind of delayed it to what, June? When is it, Pete? It was actually for individuals, uh, it was uh, May the 17th. So if you've not filed your tax return yet, um, then you, you better bet- get on it yesterday, folks, because you're already in trouble, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, there are penalties and interest uh, for not filing, and uh, that is something you do not want to get yourself into because the IRS is the most powerful federal civilian agency out there, and uh, they can make your life pretty miserable. All right, now let me be very, very, very clear on this topic, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of our listeners are patriots, and I know they have a lot of views on this stuff, and I know the views are very, very controversial, and I know you're going to send me a lot of hate mail and attack me for what I'm about to say, but I've got to say it. I will not be stopped from saying it. Remember to all you liberty-loving people out there, I have a right to my view as well. Okay, And even if you disagree with me, you can be agreeable. You don't have to abuse me for it. Now, I'm against the income tax. I think it's completely bogus. It is communist in its origins. It is part of the communist manifesto. It is evil, and it needs to be stopped. All right? <clears throat> but you got to ask the question, is the income tax voluntary? And that becomes a very debatable discussion. And I know patriots left and right will be like, Sam, you just don't know. Let me give you a new website. Let me give you a so-and-so wrote a book, and -and so-and-so has this law, and you don't really realize he's winning in the courts, and they're beating the IRS, and this and that, and it goes on and on and on and on. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm sick of it, Pete. Is the income tax voluntary? Great question. This topic is on NTU.org. And here's what the National Taxpayers Union says And I completely agree, and we're going to talk about this with Pete. The National Taxpayers Union is steadfastly opposed to the current U.S. income tax system. Okay? Completely opposed to it. And they've worked for the repeal of the 16th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And our members of the National Taxpayers Union believe that the tax code is contrary to the founder's vision of fiscal policy. Nonetheless, we do not subscribe to the contorted theories of tax resistance or, quote, untaxed service organizations. Okay? Now, I know this is contrary to people are going, what? Wait, hold on. I believe we're drawing a very fine line in the sand for a reason. And we'll get to this with Pete in a second. But first off, I don't believe the income tax is voluntary. I know that it says that in certain documents. Don't call me up and say, Sam, you don't know this. You got to don't call me up and try to educate me on this. I've been at this for literally over 25 years. And I'm telling you, I understand all the arguments. But I'm also telling you that, you know what? 
unless we the people stand up and change the law, the laws are very convoluted and manipulated, but they will take all your possessions, they will throw you in jail, and they will absolutely destroy you. And when they do, you won't be able to fight for liberty anymore. So I need you to not die on that hill. I need you to, and some are going to say, now, Sam, you're just an agent for the government, shilling for the IRS, aren't you? No, I'm not. That's a lie, too. I just don't want you to lose all your possessions on this altar and die on this hill when there's so many other ways we can fight this battle. Pete, that's the starting point. Take it away, sir. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's a lot of history, I'm afraid, of the so-called untaxed movement. And the arguments vary from years to years. Uh, you, you see some who claim, well, uh, wages are not income under the tax code. Well, Section 61 of the tax code defines what kind of income is subject to tax. They say, but we've taken this to court and we've won. Here, I will read three decisions. Heislep v. United States, 765 Federal Second Circuit, 1083. Lovell v. United States. United States v. Outkin. Wilcox v. Commissioner. Sullivan v. United States. Casper v. Commissioner. Look up those decisions. Taxpayers took that argument to court. They failed. Okay, <laughs> there's another argument. Filing tax returns is voluntary. No one is required to file one. Uh, no, uh, sorry, there is a requirement to file a tax return if you have taxable income. You can look that up in the tax code as well. Those arguments have lost in court. There are those who say, well, the tax laws do not apply to so-called sovereign citizens. In other words, uh, people who uh, assert a different category of United States citizenry. All right, consult that court case history. U.S. versus Stokeland, Lonsdale v. United States, McKinney v. Regan, Kruger v. United States, United States v. Green Street. That argument was shot down in those court cases. It goes on and on and on. Look, if someone wants to practice civil disobedience and, and risk uh, everything they have to make a point, well, uh, that's a route that some people have decided to take, but it is not without consequences. And I advise against it time and time again. I have seen people's lives ruined by the Internal Revenue Service over simple mistakes committed on tax returns or differences of opinion over the tax law. But folks who go even further than that, who openly assert they don't have to pay income tax for one reason or another, the IRS has a special place in their hearts for those people, and they never, ever let go in prosecuting them. And I, you know, I know people are going to say, Sam, you're just shilling the IRS on this. And I, I get the debates, ladies and gentlemen. I'm as against the income tax as anybody. I mean, I'm the one that just came on record and told you it's a communist manifesto line item. Okay, I'm as against it as anybody. But I'm just telling you, if you think it's voluntary and you don't file, or you decide to take on that beast, you will lose everything you have. And I don't think it's worth it, because I don't think it's a hill we should die on. We'll talk about it more in seconds, and then we'll talk about sales tax. Your daily Liberty Newswire. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. New coronavirus infections in the United States fell by nearly 20% over the past week, the fifth straight week of double-digit declines. America's vaccination drive is working. Earlier this week, it was announced 50% of all American adults have been vaccinated. Planned Parenthood and the American Civil Liberties Union on Wednesday filed a lawsuit challenging Arkansas's ban on abortions except in medical emergencies. Arkansas's law is due to go into effect in late summer. It makes it a felony for doctors to provide abortions except in medical emergencies. In a follow-up, a suspect was arrested Tuesday night for allegedly shooting at a number of cars with BB guns on a Los Angeles freeway. Investigators are now trying to determine if it was the same suspect linked to dozens of similar incidents in Southern California highways over the past month. This is USA Radio News. All right, is that a Q2 or Q3 expense? Dwayne's CPA went MIA. To keep his books and his sanity, he needs to find a replacement, ASAP. Hey, Johnny. Have you ever heard of a fungible good? Indeed can help him hire the people he needs. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. President Biden's ATF director choice was questioned on the Hill Wednesday. Tim Berg reports. David Chipman, President Biden's nominee to head the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, appeared before a Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday. Mr. Chipman's nomination has been hailed by gun control advocates, but Second Amendment groups say he's advocated for extreme positions on firearms, including banning semi-automatic firearms and magazines. On Wednesday, Chipman was asked about banning the AR-15. Uh, with respect to the AR-15, uh, I support uh, a, a ban as um, as has been presented um, in uh, a Senate bill uh, and supported by the president. Um, the AR-15 is a gun I was issued on ATF's SWAT team, and it's a particularly lethal weapon. Um, and regulating it as other particularly lethal weapons, um, I have advocated for. Um, as ATF director, if I'm confirmed, I would simply enforce the laws in the book. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, Sam Bushman and Pete Sepp. Pete Sepp is president of National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. Uh, dealing with taxes all across the board in every jurisdiction in the land. We'll get to that in a minute, but helping people understand how to really be the vanguards of spending responsibly and reducing the amount of government take from your wallet. But, ladies and gentlemen, the income tax is serious. 
And I know people debate if it's voluntary or not. I know there's documents that state all kinds of things different ways. I know people have found loopholes and beat the IRS on occasion. I understand all those things. I understand the arguments pro and against and all that. And I'm as against the income tax as anybody. But I will tell you, though, that I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's a hill you don't want to die on. You will lose all your possessions. And you will only be feeding the beast, if you will, in my opinion. And so I would really, 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 really encourage people to file their taxes. Um, and if we want to fight this battle, there's a better way to go about it. And if we get enough people, we can stop them, Pete. There's a lot of peaceful ways that if we got enough Americans together, we could really put together a real challenge and change this. But it's not going to happen by the onesies, twosies that go to jail and lose all their possessions. It's going to happen by we, the people, standing together and demanding change through the proper channels. Pete, you want to finalize on that point? Yeah, absolutely. And it's also important to understand the courts are not completely closed to taxpayers trying to enforce their rights and obtaining justice. There are lots of cases. Uh, again, we were just talking about uh, the GAN limit. We were talking about the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, which has litigated a whole lot of cases that have made a difference for taxpayers across the state of California. Last year, we formed something called the Taxpayer Defense Center to seek precedential cases involving taxpayers on the national level. And we've been litigating there. Uh, just last week, uh, we won an important victory uh, curbing the IRS's ability to invoke something called the Anti-Injunction Act. What that law generally says is that you can't enjoin, in other words, stop the IRS from doing something illegal or abusive uh, before they do it. You have to suffer the injury. In other words, have the tax levied against you and all of its penalties, and then you can take the IRS to court after the damage. Now, let me stop done. you there, Pete, and say what that does is defang you from your ability to fight back, and then you can fight back lie, right? That's right. That's right. Go ahead. And just, just last week, a decision was handed down, 9-0, to zero, unanimous Supreme Court decision in a case called CIC Services uh, versus IRS. And we filed a friend of the court brief in that case, and the court held that, wait a minute, the IRS does not have the blanket ability to say no taxpayer can take us to court on any matter that uh, we are pursuing. In fact, uh, the uh, court said, uh-uh, you can't do that. Uh, there are certain situations like uh, the levying of penalties or issuing guidance that is used against a taxpayer where the IRS cannot invoke that Anti-Injunction Act. We've opened the door to a more serious discussion on taxpayers reclaiming their rights in court. That's the kind of constructive work that we can do if we all band together. And this is critical to understand, ladies and gentlemen, how many people told you about this CIC services beating the IRS? How many people told you about the IRS having the ability to strip you of all your assets, all your wherewithal, all your uh, ability to fight back, and then, oh, you can fight back now? Okay, these are significant changes, but again, marching towards the prize of liberty takes steps. It takes incrementally working on it a bit at a time, a bit at a time, educating people, pushing harder, working together, 
standing shoulder to shoulder, next step, next step, next step. That's how this stuff happens in the real world, Pete. Yes, and I would point out this is how the left has often succeeded in this country. I mean, the income tax itself, for example, was not simply enacted on a whim. Uh, Socialists and others in this country uh, just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away at politicians saying, hey, uh, would you like more revenue for your pet projects? Oh, here's a great way to do it. Um, Are you worried about uh, farmers paying too much in property taxes? Well, enact this income tax and they can get relief from their property taxes. And bit by bit, they built coalitions and uh, they enacted uh, one of the greatest restrictions on our financial freedoms in the history of the United States, the income tax. Unfortunately, they succeeded, but that doesn't mean we can't succeed and beat them at their own game by doing the exact same thing, looking for opportunities to move the ball forward, even if it's a couple of yards at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how it's done. And I've always been an advocate, Pete, to where the American people, we just need a million of us. That's all we need, one million. So there's 330 million people in America. What's one million? It's not even one-third of 1%, right? Right. We need a million of us to send a postcard to the IRS every single day saying you're unconstitutional, you're abusive, and you need to stop, and Americans need due process of law. And if we sent a million of those cards every single day, 365 million cards a year, we could awaken the American people and change the game alone. Yeah. What would they do if they got a million cards every day? And while we're at it, let's send a million of them to Congress <laughs> and watch what happens. There will be change. It's, it's People don't have the faith right now. They think, oh, that's not going to do any good. But I've seen it time and time again. I've seen it done over the Internet. I've seen it done through the U.S. mail. I've seen it done through protests. I've seen it done in the courtroom. I've seen it done with folks who are circulating petitions to put laws on local ballots to limit government. It can still work. It can still happen. And it is happening. And that's why I bring this up, because a lot of people just believe, oh, we've done everything we can. There's no way to make a difference. Stick a fork in it. You know, look, if a million people put a dollar a day into these radio networks that I'm involved in, you think we've made a big difference over the last 25 years? There's no doubt we have. I mean, we even had uh, Donald Trump Jr. on Super Tuesday to help Trump get elected, even though I didn't vote for Trump. Okay, we're um, we, we punch hard for our little, you know, tiny. Um, what do you call it? Widow's Might Radio Network size. However, <laughs> but we make a pretty big difference, folks. And I'm not trying to take credit for it. It's all of you that listen to the show and support the show and all that. Uh, but we make a big difference. And I bring this up not because we're important, but just to show what we could do. If we really started to wake up people and they put their money where their mouth is and they got involved in meaningful ways, you can partner with NTU and start a local tax payers friendly organization in your area and keep an eye on them all the way from the dog catcher all the way up to the fake president of the United States. If you believe in that stuff or the the real president, however you want to look at it. I'm just telling you, everybody in between can be held accountable, Pete. Yeah. They certainly can. And uh, again, it doesn't have to be an effort that solves every problem at once. 
just imagine, uh, say you and your neighbors get a bill in the mail saying, well, we need to replace the sewers and we're going to double everybody's tax rate uh, on property taxes to do it. Uh, sorry, but uh, the lines need replacing and there's nothing we can do about it. Actually, there's plenty we can do about it. Citizens can form a committee. Chances are there are people in your neighborhood who are good mathematicians or good accountants, good teachers, good lawyers, good engineers. Draw upon those skills. Form a group and say, all right, government, you need to prove to us that the money you're asking for is really what's needed to replace the sewer lines in our community. An engineer can come and say, all right, uh, what kinds of materials are you using? How long is this going to last? An accountant can say, wait a minute here. Uh, why is there so much overhead in this project? Um, a lawyer can say, you're not giving us all the documents that we're entitled to see under freedom of information laws about your budget and how you came about it. Give them to us. Uh, these are the kinds of things that citizen groups do around the country every day. And if they don't get the satisfactory information and answers, many times they fall back on existing laws that will allow them to put measures of their own on the ballot and say, uh, we demand the right to vote every year on any increases related to the water and sewer system, or we demand that the government conduct an engineering study. It just goes on and on. We have Ladies and gentlemen, talent. however, let's, let's make sure we avoid this pitfall. Are you ready? If you say it can't be done and you can't do it and you give up, then you create a self-fulfilling prophecy and we're done before we ever even start. Never let that happen. National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. Pete Sepp continues in seconds on your radio. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. 
And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Pete Sepp on your radio, National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. We've worked with them for over 25 years. Highly recommend them. Incredible people doing a serious job across the country. There's so many wins across the country you never hear about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we just need every talk show host to be interviewing Pete Sepp and like-minded staff uh, to tell the tale of what really real work they're doing that you don't hear about them. I and they're in the trenches getting it done, partnering with people all over the country. You can start a taxpayer-friendly organization in your area. Get a hold of NTU.org get it done they'll partner with you and provide stellar research and information and guidance and share with you what's happening in other jurisdictions and a whole lot more so pete i'm saying we cannot let apathy get us if we say we can't get it done before we ever start we create a self-fulfilling prophecy can't let that happen either sir okay are you there pete yes indeed yeah, we can't let that happen. We can't let people get apathetic. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's right. And I, I think that when you take a look, just going back very uh, quickly to the analogy of the income tax, did the folks when uh, Abraham Lincoln's war tax on income got repealed and uh, they said, well, that must be it for the income tax uh, we're never going to get uh, the Marxist uh, philosophy-based uh, income tax that we want. Did they do that? No. They kept pushing and pushing and got an income tax on corporations enacted. When that was struck down in 1894, did they say, well, the Supreme Court has spoken. I uh, guess we all ought to go back to our caves uh, where we're ignorant of all uh, uh, philosophy of real human market-based economics, and uh, we'll, we'll just grind our axes for the rest of our lives. No, they lobbied for the better part of 20 years to amend the U.S. Constitution over all this work, time after time, bit by bit. Uh, they never gave up. And I'm not trying to uh, sell that as an inspirational story. I'm trying to tell you that this is the way that our opponents win. They don't tire. They don't start from the position of saying, what's the point? They just keep going constantly. And the folks who succeed on behalf of taxpayers instead of bigger government have that exact same attitude. How in the world could an organization, for example, like uh, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association exist for this long in a place like California, one of the worst States for taxpayers in the entire country because they're not about changing the entire system overnight. They change parts of it to allow taxpayers time, effort, and energy to change other parts of the system, and you just keep going. 
That's the way And ladies and gentlemen, if you compare this to a football game, you can't just be a Hail Mary Patriot. You've got to be a guy that says, I'm going to steadily move the chains. Okay, that's what we're talking about. And when I say chains, I'm talking about the field. Don't go racial on me or goofy people. I'm talking about moving the chains to keep track of where you are on the field as you incrementally move the ball up the field via teamwork. That's what we're talking about, and that is the answer and the recipe for success. I want to switch topics before the end of the hour slightly from sales tax to income to, or I'm sorry, from income tax uh, to sales tax, Pete Sepp. And this has become a problem, and I want to get your take on this is why. As you know, by day, I'm a IT consultant for a living and a consultant for small business. And uh, so I advise companies on HR stuff, I talked to them about IT and business and everything else. And one of the biggest things we've ran into recently is companies are now being forced to comply with sales tax laws all across the country. There was a big court case where Amazon and, uh, had to fight, and then they got Nexus, and then they created this big old cabal. And now states across the country are demanding that if you sell in their state and you reach certain thresholds, and every state's different, then you've got to you know file sales tax in their state to do business in their state. It is a hodgepodge mess of confusion. And I know they believe Nexus improves a lot of it, and it does and it doesn't. It's a mixed bag to say the least. But now the headline says state sales tax jurisdictions now approach 10,000, and it's growing. So you've got about 3,000 counties in America. You've got 50 states, but you've got over 10,000 sales tax jurisdictions. And companies cannot navigate this. Now, there's companies that have uh, uh, partnered from an IT point of view to try to help Avalara, many others, and, and they um, help kind of navigate this complication. But this is a nightmare for small business because it's expensive, expensive, expensive for compliance. And the difficulty in a multi-channel sales environment is almost impossible to get your arms around and handle in meaningful, uh, honest, accountable, uh, affordable ways. Pete, am I onto something? Oh, you certainly are. And here, this is a perfect illustration of what we've been talking about this entire hour of not giving up the fight. Uh, the Supreme Court, of course, uh, made that ruling in Wayfair uh, versus uh, South Dakota that you referred to. But the important thing to remember is this did not open the floodgates completely for any kind of cross-border taxation, as I like to call it, that the states want to do. The Supreme Court delineated circumstances under which states could reach across their borders and require businesses to collect taxes for jurisdictions outside their home state. And states are not following that when they're passing certain laws implementing these requirements. Well, uh, we can go back to court and say to a Florida or a Missouri or a pick a state that has enacted laws uh, implementing this cross-border taxation to say, wait a minute, you're going beyond the boundaries of what the Supreme Court said you could do. Now, people out there might be saying, well, yeah, but you've already thrown in the towel on the underlying concept of the taxation. No, we still disagree with it. 
The point is, are we going to try to protect taxpayers here or just give it all up? And this kind of complexity you point out, Sam, is what's going to eventually undo these systems. Whether the law permits them or not, the fact is that as a practical matter, they are becoming impossible to administer, and the tax administrators themselves are going to recognize this sooner or later. When you have jurisdictions levying sales taxes that aren't even counties or cities, they're special district governments to run a bus line (laughs) for crying out loud. I mean, those are the kinds of things that have become so uh, granular and microscopic that a small business halfway across the country simply can't deal with collecting And here's taxes. the point. Wayfair and IRS, I'm sorry, and, and Amazon are big businesses, and they went to court and had kind of a, 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 a tough time at it. But what Americans need to do is get a bunch of small business owners together and create a class action to say, listen, the cost of compliance alone is unacceptable and makes it impossible yeah. for small business to thrive and start. Uh, and, and so there's got to be a better way. And I think we can force them by the courts to go to the drawing board. But what it's going to take is an active group of Americans that decide they're not going to take it anymore and want to choose the proper venues for solutions. Pete? That's right. That's right. And let me put out this call to your listeners right now, Sam. Our Taxpayer Defense Center here at National Taxpayers Union Foundation, is very concerned about this singular issue you're talking about right now. If there are any of your listeners who are affected by this tax collection obligation and you're saying, gee, I wish I could take this to court as as a class action plaintiff, call us, email us. We want to talk to you. We don't have to uh, ask a bunch of things from you. All you need to do is tell us your story. You may be a candidate to be a class action plaintiff or even an individual plaintiff in one of our suits. Contact us. We'll get the ball rolling from there. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The reason I hammer on this all hour is I get that taxes are abusive. And I get uh, by my father's grave is a grave that says cause of death IRS. I don't know if you know that. I probably mentioned that to wow. you before. But literally when yeah. I sit down at the bench uh, at my father's grave and contemplate and, and visit that once in a while, right near there, there's a cause of death IRS grave right there. So I get how abusive the IRS and I get how abusive these taxes can be. I also get the way we can absolutely challenge them and take them on. And I'm telling you, it's not to lose your house and lose everything you have and melt down and be disgraced by your family and friends and everybody else around you, uh, et cetera. That in, empowering government, uh, that isn't the answer. There are ways to go about this. There are partners. There are people. And we can make a difference. And I don't, I'm not trying to advocate for anybody, folks. I have no agendas. I've been on the radio too long for all that. You should know better if you listen to me. However, I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't want you to die on that hill. I want to work together in meaningful ways as we, the American people, partnering with groups like NTU.org. And I want to use the proper venues. Our founders bled, died, gave their fortunes, their sacred honor on these principles that we can use the checks and balances in the system to advocate for change. And that's exactly the restorative 
that's the right word, restorative or restorative, peaceful way we should be going about this. Okay, we've, we, I know we have a lot of work to do. I know it's frustrating. I know everybody wants a Hail Mary, but I'm telling you, incremental efforts by we the people standing together is the only real, honest, law-abiding, peaceful solution. Pete, the final word's yours, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with everything that you've said, Sam. And uh, I wouldn't have done this for as long as I have if I didn't believe that we still have the power to change things in our hands. And not just that we have that power, but we're using it right now to do positive things. It's very easy to say, oh, the tax burden is impossibly high. The debt spiral is going to destroy this country. Nobody cares. Well, people are caring out there, and more than caring, they're doing. They're getting into action, and they are changing lives for the better on behalf of taxpayers. And their stories need to be told because the more those stories are told, the more others will say, yeah, I can't change everything, but I can change this thing. Amen to that. We're out of time. Pete, isn't Monday Memorial Day? Yes, it is. Well, then we wish you and all of your colleagues at the National Taxpayer Union a delightful, elongated weekend. Let's take it to the next level and work together, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, sir. Godspeed. There he goes. Pete Sepp, always doing a phenomenal job in fine form, as always on your radio ntu.org there are solutions ladies and gentlemen and liberty roundtable live aims to point you to those valuable partners and solutions Uh, you want something that you can do to make a difference liberty roundtable will point you in the right direction we've been at it for a long time we've got good friends making a difference all across this country we aim to bring them together and increase their capabilities god save the republic